execution, real talk. Living right, the execution, real walk. And stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot outside. And get your body outlined and chalk. I left the institution, real talk. Living right, the execution, real walk. And stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot outside. And get your body outlined and chalk. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is the House to House podcast. This is Amadi. I'm in here with Ragu. We're doing it again. Of course, you know, you got caught in our net. The Lord said, throw your net on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> throw your net on the other side and you'll catch him. So we got our net out and we got you. Um, but welcome back to the House to House podcast where we advance our father's kingdom one house at a time. Um, as always, you can envelop yourself in this wonderful podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Um, Google Podcasts and Google Play. Uh, we're on Stitcher. We're now on Stitcher. Uh, we're on SoundCloud. Um, we're still on Ragu's favorite platform, Podomatic. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta use the website, though. Don't mess with that uh, app, man. Yeah. We're on Podomatic, so check us out. That's House, the number two, and the word House. If you are on the Apple platform, um, we would really appreciate a good review and five-star rating. Um, that helps us get bumped up the charts and get put in lists and things. So we really appreciate that. Um, and for all the other platforms, just go ahead and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Um, and we have a Facebook group. Don't forget, if you want to jump into the Facebook group, hadn't really been that much action this past week or so. We've been out of town traveling. So um, if you're on the Facebook group, if you have some questions, comments about a recent episode, um, please go on the Facebook group. Throw the question out there. All right. House to house podcast on facebook as well um we love to spark up good discussion there was a couple there, there were a couple of good discussion points a couple weeks ago so if you guys are listening um jump on jump on the facebook group as well um but yeah so we've been traveling uh Gu and i we were in texas um about a week ago so uh we both just kind of got back we're out there in some meetings got a chance to see some friends and family it was a uh, really good time really good time any uh Notes, any uh, highs or lows, highlights you want to throw out there, Goo? you just like, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's always good to see other parts of the family of God that you don't ordinarily get an opportunity to spend time with, especially, you know, um, with just the way that things are, you know. In Texas, well, that's where we were, you know, there's a lot of assumptions that can be made, you know. You always think that it's a... It's a very predominantly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not much brownness out there. Well, you know, unless you get to the border, brother. Unless you get to the border. <laughs> but it's uh, it's a good opportunity to put the, a reality or uh, a truth, the truth behind the actual thing that you you can portray or have a some type of a bent towards. So you know, it's it's always good to see the other people in the house. That's really what I'm boiling down to. So yeah, we were, you know, had a chance to uh, go out there. It was really cool. Um, so which is why you may not have seen us pretty active on the Facebook group, but we will get back on that Facebook group. But you know, Goo, you you bring up a good point, and it sort of segues back into what we've been talking about. So the last couple of weeks, we really kind of got down a rabbit hole talking about relationships, which I think was a good discussion to have. How we interact in relationships, how we carry ourselves, some of the unreal, ex, you know, unrealistic expectations we have in relationships, um, and I think it's important because relationships are like one of the, if not the most important building block of like families and you know how something I you talk about that's just you know, life. You yeah, know? You, talk, you talked about the family of God, but uh -huh. building towards that, we have to start somewhere, and yeah. it's like if. 
if it ain't two people together, how you how do you get to a group, right? Yeah. Without the two. So um so this this sort of took us back to um a scripture. There's a scripture that I, I just want to read here because I I think it, it goes right into the the heart of what we're talking about. So it's in Luke three. And if you're like me, um, Luke three is one of those scriptures where you find genealogy and lineages, and so I just kind of skip over some of the names. <laughs> um, like, you know, I'm being honest. I'm like, where's that guy's name in the you scriptures? Know, yeah. Oh, okay. Let's you go. know, we we kind of zip through until you see a name that you recognize. We're like, uh, David. Oh, <laughs> you know, oh, uh, Judah. Oh, yeah. I recognize that. Okay. So, but Luke Luke three is is one of those. So if you take a look at at Luke three, start about verse twenty one. Um, in, in verse 21, this is uh, the baptism of Jesus, and then it goes into his lineage and it says, you know, around his time, Jesus was 30 years old when he began his ministry. Um, this is verse 23. Um, and it says here that after, you know, Jesus was 30 years old and he began his ministry and that he was the son of Joseph, or at least it was thought. But if you see there, then it begins to go through the lineage of Joseph because the scriptures make a point to go through the lineage of Joseph and Mary. You know, if there's a, you know any kind of discrepancy, it wants to make sure to lay it out, which I can really appreciate. So if you zip through um, from verse 24 down to like 34, 38. So you get down to verse 38 and it, it, it's and really then, extensive. Keep in mind, this is going backwards in time to the beginning. So, to the very beginning. Yeah. So this goes back to Genesis. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, th- thanks for that framework. So, yeah. So it, it starts at Joseph in verse 24 and it goes backwards in time. So that's why you'll see, you know, names like Judah and David. All right. And Isaac. All right. So it, it goes back. And if you look at verse 38, it says the uh, Kenan was the son of Enosh, who was the son of Seth who was the son of Adam, who was the son of God. So Adam was the son of God. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. So one of the things that we have to really let soak in when you think about Adam, right? A lot of times when you think of Adam, we'll think the first human being, the first man. He was created. Yeah, he was created, etc. But how many of us sit down and think, oh, Adam was the son of God? Like when you say son of God, Adam's not one of the first things that pops into your mind, right? No. Jesus is the son Jesus, of God. Yeah. Even somebody, yeah. even, even us, right? We're the sons of God. Yes, uh-huh. amen. But Adam was the son of God that, you know, Luke Luke 3 sort of lays out here. And to make sure we understand the nature of the relationship, it lays out all these other fathers and sons. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's some kind of different kind of relationship, right? It's No, 36, the, the way in which, um, I mean, 35, the way in which Abraham was with Isaac, right? Or Terah was with Abraham is the same way in which God is with Adam. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. You know, I, I really love the the familial way in which the Lord wants to entreat us. Like he comes back like kind, of, kind of to that language over and over and over again to really reinforce like, guys, this was something that I wanted from the very beginning. Right. And to, to go back to how Adam, he was... Excuse me. Adam was, yeah, Adam was definitely the first son, but also keeping in mind, you know, God being the creator was coined the father of his creation. And in that same light, uh, God 
is viewing Adam as a son. And, you know, as a son, biologically, there would be certain things being passed on, being trained. And it just is like it's foundationally we're building upon Adam being the son and showing how he in turn would be a reflection of the father in the earth. Yeah, that's why the, the Lord would say rule, rule, have dominion, right. rule over the earth. Do what I would do, essentially, is what he's saying. Because um, you know what else this makes me think about is the way in which Jesus is described as the only begotten son of God. The reason that that qualifier is put hmm. in there is because Adam was the son of God. Like Jesus is the begotten, right? Christ is the begotten son of God. He is the only one that was begotten. Adam was just created, but he was still a son of God. And I think God even wanted to honor that. Jesus could have just said, I'm the only son of God. He didn't say that I was the only begotten son of God. Again, so it's to uh, reinforce, I think, this notion that Adam's just just some cat. He just happened to be the first cat, right? But he's just some cat. No, no, no. I don't think it's that simple. I think we minimize whom Adam is, you know, in, in the eyes of God, right. who, who he is. I think God is always, he respects firstness, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah, the first encounters, encounter that man had with God is through Adam. Yeah, apart, wow. Apart from that, you don't know. That's amazing. Yeah. The first human to have interactions with right. God. And he was the first to do a multitude of things, you know, cultivate the ground breathe the first breath of air <laughs> yeah that is amazing think about this as well i mean again we we are in christ and we are being made in the image of god but there's only two people on the earth that ever experienced life before the fall that's true yeah so again so these are just things to kind of reinforce we're not trying to exalt adam he he, he didn't die for our sins i mean we you know we understand but we just want to Make sure that he's not minimized because we're we're kind of going somewhere with this. And the the point in even really bringing all this up and to really reinforce it is because a lot of what's mentioned, right, when we talk about the fall, we say, oh, the fall, sin came into the earth. You know, you'll now surely die, as the Lord said. Oh, and, and all those things are true. But one of the things that's rarely mentioned, I, I won't say never because you don't know every single interaction but it's rarely mentioned you rarely hear it mentioned by mainline christendom is something else that was lost in the garden after they ate the fruit and that's the relationship between this son and his father right this son lost a part of his relationship with his father was forever fractured right it was forever fractured it was never what it could have been due to the fact that they ate the fruit yeah. Now, that is a very pivotal point that I think we have to really hone in on. Yeah, I think you can even, the example that I'm thinking of is one of the things that, uh, one of the curses that came about from uh, uh, being disobedient, ultimately, is the, the fact that he was, Adam or man, was forced to work the ground. The dependency upon the Lord, the the way that things would be received as far as, uh, provision has changed. There was a responsibility, and I think there was always a responsibility, but I think now uh, man had a direct, more uh, hands-on responsibility in, in making sure 
that yes, the Lord will bless it, but you know, you kind of like meeting the Lord halfway, if you will. Right. So let's let's also look, you know, in in that same vein, in because you you to help you better understand what we're even talking about. If you read, um, if you read Luke fifteen, so we're just all in the book of Luke. Shout out to the doctor. <laughs> um, the story of the prodigal son. We we know the story, you know, that man had two sons. And this is in Luke 15. You can start about verse 11. And this is when Jesus gives the parable of the lost son. And, you know, the, so I'm just going to paraphrase some things. But if you want to read it, it's Luke 15, 11 through. You can just go to the end pretty much all the way through verse 31, 32. So there are a man with two sons. And the younger son wanted his inheritance, right? Didn't want to wait till his pops died. He says, I got to have it now. Give it to me now. Um, and I actually understand, you know, that that culturally, that's like dishonorable. It, you know, in, in that culture, it would be dishonorable to do something like that. Um, to just say, hey, listen, I, I don't want to wait till you die. I'm not really concerned about you. I just want the stuff that you have. It's a very selfish decision. And very selfish. Even in 2018, that's very selfish. But what I want to look at is I want to look at this amazing scripture that shows you, you know, that gives us go back to the reflection of Adam with the Lord and what was lost in the garden. So in, in verse 24 of Luke 15, listen to what the father says. Now, this is after the son has squandered his inheritance, right? It's all squandered. He says, listen, a famine has hit the land. He says, maybe I can just go back and work for my father. If I can just be a servant in this house, all that's all I want. That's all I need. But look at verse 24. This is after he comes back. His father runs to him. And look what he says to him. He says, this son of mine was dead and now is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Now, that was in the NIV, but it's the same point if you read in other translations. I think that that is so amazing when you think about so essentially if that son would have never come back let's say he he didn't squander the money or let's say the famine doesn't hit the land and he never comes to work for his father mm -hmm. to his father that son would have been dead wow that like i'm like whoa like uh, those are things those are like the little nuggets that get missed mm -hmm. that essentially the relationship was dead he took what he wanted and he left so to the father, you're saying, I don't really care about this relationship. It's dead. The relationship of that father and son was dead. That's what was one of the things that was lost in the garden. Right. So we, you know, we talk about relationships and how we part ways the right way and how we, you know, if called for it, how we can even restore a relationship. Um, I think that this son circumstances sort of forced him to have to go towards his father to begin the restoration of that relationship, right? Where he was even looking to just, maybe we can get it back to an employee-employer relationship. Mm -hmm. He says, no, and the father says, no, 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 no. We can get it all the way back. It's possible, if you're willing, to bring it all the way back to, to where it was. But I just want to remind you, the relationship was dead. Not of my choosing, it was of your choosing, but it was what it was. I think that that is so powerful because what I think that is the first step in truly building strong families. Oh, yeah. And and Amadi, this this uh, parable also reminds me of where the scripture talks about uh, leaving the ninety nine for the one. 
So in the same manner, in the like manner, in different different dynamics are at work at this particular parable than what Jesus is describing as far as losing one of the sheep and going out for that one and leaving the 99 behind. I think that shows a responsibility and it also shapes the the type of relationship a father would have with their son. Exactly. And so why is why is having relationships strong relationships, right? Not just strong, but knowing where they are, having honest relationships. You know, whether it's a strong relationship or a not so strong, but at least just being honest about where it is. Why is that so important? Because relationships, those are the building blocks for family. So you, you don't have a family without a father, right? If, if a father does not have relationship with his children, you don't really have a family. No. You just have a father and some children. It's, it's almost like I'm using a child reference here, but you know, if, if you understand the concept of Legos, you could have a thousand Legos thrown across the floor. They're just a thousand individual Legos. It's not until you build them into something, right, that they it's not until you connect them together yeah. that they actually become a structure. Yeah, they don't they they're not interconnected. They're not interconnected, exactly. And so yeah. without a father having relationship with his children. You don't really have a family. You have family members, right? Just people Mm -hmm. who happen to be biologically related, just around together. Hey, we're related. Same blood, same DNA. (laughs) Yeah, it's good to see you. Keep keep it moving, right? Mm -hmm. But you don't really have a family. Uh And if we're talking, you know, the family of God and all of these good spiritual things, how how is there the family of God without those strong relationships? Yeah, without the core of the relationship, which is which is, I think, what we're continue to reinforce is the father and son. There is nothing to build upon. There literally is nothing to build upon. Um, but I'm thinking about the other passage, which is in the end of John. Jesus tells the disciples, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends. Um, because he says the servant has no idea of the dealings in yeah, the father's no house. Know, he doesn't know what's going on in the father's he house. No, he has no idea what's going on. So we can't limit it to that. So again, it's it's the honesty of the relationship, right? They want to have the relationship at one place. And the Lord is saying, no, I want the relationship in another place. And so it, it, that's why these things are important. So that we aren't continuing to propagate this facade that most of Christendom does, right? We are the family of God. We are the house. No, no, we are family members. They're just kind of scattered about. We aren't really the family of God because we're no longer being honest about relationships. We're not putting them in their proper place and we're not investing in them, you know? So to even be able to have a family, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the difference between a husband and a wife and a child and baby mama and baby daddy and a child. Same scenario, but in two different cases. Right. One case, they're working to build a family. The other one, and we just happen to get pregnant and, you know, we're going to raise it's, a child. It's a broken family. Yeah, it's a broken family. We're, we're, you can work to fix it and remedy it. I'm not saying it's unrectifiable. Is that a word? Unrectifiable? We'll go with it. Okay. But it's not the Lord's optimal choice. Right. That's so, not the, the perfect will of God. You know, being able to have those family members interconnected with the father you know, is is the way the Lord would, would like to work. It is foundationally what he has laid forth from the beginning. And uh, just to sidetrack, the scripture where Jesus is referring to 
leaving the 99 and going after the one. That is in Matthew 18, verse 12. Thank you. Thank you. And the servants and friends is John 15. So we just want to get you all those Bible references um, for you to go back and, you know, do your studies as well. You know, take our word for it. We're we're two trustworthy guys, but <laughs> we encourage you to go back and, and do your studies. So, you know, I, th- I think that it's important, like the, the things in which we see in Scripture and the things that the the Lord says is not just haphazard and he's just saying but he's trying to build upon something you know i think that's the way you gain momentum that's the way you're able to identify the ways of the lord Mm. and and the patterns throughout scripture you're able to identify how the lord actually has built something whatever the thing is right you can see that it's very evident in scripture how he wanted a family to represent him and to be established have dominion and authority and to be a a proper representation of him in the earth. Though one of the critical ways in which you build momentum is building upon something that's established and working, right? So think about the the Lord himself, the Messiah. So he's here in the earth. He's the only begotten. Yet and still, he still makes it a point to quote Old Testament prophets. He quotes Isaiah. He quotes Deuteronomy. He quotes the Old Testament. He could have just came down and said, look, I'm saying this and you need to deal with. No, he makes it a point. He says, I'm building upon things that were already laid. I'm not going to come here and reinvent the wheel. I'm here to and I'm the son of God. Right. I am the literal incarnate (laughs) God himself. I'm the begotten of the father. I'm the begotten (laughs) of the father. Before there was, I was there. I'm yet still building upon things that were here. So. How do we build the family of God, right? How is the family of God built? The family of God is built when we decide to take strong relationships, first make them strong, mm-hmm. right? And begin to bring those relationships together. You know, I can only imagine in, I think it's the in, in, in the book of Acts, it's like chapter one and two, when they're in the upper room and it's like 120 120 of them. heads in there. And they were in there for like 40 days, I believe. They believe it was 40 days. They waited. They waited for the Holy Spirit, right? I wonder the types of things they were talking about, right? Imagine just being in there like the Lord says to wait. And we're, I bet some relationships, some things might have gotten flushed no, out. It had to. There's yeah. no way. <laughs> you know? Some things had to get flushed. So we want to move in power. See, this is what I'm saying. We want to move in power, but we want to sidestep that kind of thing. Sometimes we may have to you just, just gotta you know go what? through it. Yeah, listen, lady, next weekend, the six of us, we're just going to go over here in this room mm-hmm. and pray together and just wait on the Lord. Like, we can't sidestep those types of encounters and expect to see the power and the fullness. Because it requires that degree of intimacy to be one with another. As far as the relationships to be built, you know, brother to brother uh, in the body of Christ. And, and and there's no way of getting around the degree of intimacy that any of these, these uh, the apostles had to deal with. Um, I'm thinking about Moses and dealing with the Israelites. You're talking about thousands of heads. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> right. <laughs> Joke is complaining and all the, yeah, yeah. Bickering and whatnot. Uh-huh. But there was such a degree of intimacy that had to be built between Moses, his sister, and, uh, and his brother. And his Aaron, brother, yeah. Aaron. Thank you. In order to deal with the things that were going on, there, there had to be that core nucleus. And without that, 
You don't have, I mean, essentially, you don't have the nation of Israel. No, you don't have it. So we want to get to the nation, right? We, we, we say things like the body of Christ, and we say it out of ignorance because that's a very large and magnanimous thing, the body of Christ. It's, it's humongous, mm-hmm. right? Can I have a body if the arm is not connected to the shoulder? And the fingers refuse to fellowship with the hand. Like, it's impossible. So we can't even think body yet. We have to think, man, let's get this hand you together. You got to think on a very yeah. small, much smaller level. And master it. Mm-hmm. Become rulers of the small, right? Oh, become, uh, what's, what's it, good stewards of the small. small things, that yeah. he can make you rulers in many things. And so we haven't even walked in good stewardship of small things. Now, what are those small things, you might ask? Well, as, as we come around third base yeah. here. Relationships, right? One-on-one relationships, brother to brother, you know, whether that's brother brother relationship, sister sister relationships, parent child relationships, mm-hmm. father son relation. I mean, these are just. I mean, these are intimate things. Yeah. We're not even talking about big stuff. Don't. I'm gonna start this ministry and win. So leave that alone. Be a good steward over the one or two people in which the Lord is connecting you with. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I definitely uh, agree with you, Amadi, that we have to take it to the micro level. We have to deal with individual levels here. You can't even, if if the foundation is faulty that you're building upon, then you can't, well, you can't even build if you don't have a proper foundation. That's really what it boils down to. And so if if the, if there is nothing to build with the, the other, it, you know, it takes a collection, not a collection, but it takes other participants in the relationship to be able to start building, you know, up or out or however the Lord may expand you. And so it just takes time. It takes diligence and it takes really the Lord to to assemble. So if we leave you with anything, it's, you know, be a good steward over those relationships in which the Lord is connecting you, because those are the building blocks for God to truly begin to assemble his house, right? God's house is not assembled without fathers truly walking with their children, right? Without husbands and wives not walking together or brothers walking together or sisters walking together, right? These are the the building blocks for God's house, which is ultimately the building for the body of Christ, which is the building for his kingdom. Like all those things don't happen without step A. Like you don't have an English language without the 26 letters of the alphabet, right? All these big elaborate words we love to use. Well, if you don't have the 26 letters, there is no English language. Mm. And so that's just a microcosm to first understand that if I'm not faithful to these relationships, if I'm not faithful to truth, that's what building really is. You know, we think building is getting a Bible degree and out and, and getting out thumping the scriptures on people's heads. And drawing in masses. And that's not building, you know, because those things get scattered as soon as the personality is gone. As soon as the one who had the charisma, the essentially the caricature is gone, those things fall to pieces. Because again, they're just a bunch of family members all around. They're not an actual family that's being built together. You know, and that's the difference where God is not trying to have a bunch of family members who operate independent of one another. He's trying to have an interconnected family who is building together with each other. And that can only happen as we are faithful to these ones and these twos 
and then God will begin to connect those ones and those twos. It's 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 the scripture in where um, Paul finds those believers and they were going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And he's like, they told him, we've been baptized in the baptism of John. And he said, have you been baptized with the Spirit? And they're like, we don't even know if there is a Holy Spirit. And But what was wonderful with that is Paul was able to connect with a group of believers. Like there was a group of believers who God was able to connect with the house of God. At first they were out there kind of doing their own thing. Paul happens to cross their path and then God is able to connect them. Now they're connected to the head, but now they're getting a chance to be interconnected with the body of Christ. And I, that's what I love about that scripture. Cause of course, you know, then Paul and then praise for him and then they're baptized in the spirit. Praise God. Yeah. Right. But the, the other blessing is they're able to be connected with the body. Now they have other resources right. that they're now able to pull upon mm-hmm. that. That to me is also another blessing. You know, we can't just look to be connected only with the head. All I need is Jesus. No, I have to also look to be connected with you and other people and vice versa. Yeah, it's like, how can you be connected to the head apart from the body? That is impossible. I know nobody that, no physical, biological (laughs) being that can do that. (laughs) Imagine like a finger coming out of your head. That's It's not possible. It's not bad. That's called a deformity. And it's called a deformity for a reason because it's not the way things should actually be. But that's what we we want. We want that. I want to be just right to the head. So just... Toes and fingers all coming out the head. It's like, nope, you got to be connected to an arm, which comes to a shoulder and a chest and a neck. And then you get to the head. That means there's like four or five other parts that there's you need to be. a whole bunch of other pieces that you're missing here. That you're Exactly, that you need to be connected with. So we want to encourage you. You know, we really want to encourage you that the relationships, which are so vital, don't just see it as just the relationships, but see them as the building blocks for the family of God and the house of God. See them as the building blocks for which how by which God will assemble his body, oh. fully assemble his body. And then on a side note, uh, uh, what Amadi you're referring to when Paul encountered these uh, believers was in Acts 19. Acts 19. And yep. this is actually, they were. this is on Paul's journey in Ephesus, excuse me. There it is, the believers in Ephesus. And Thank so you. where you get the book of Ephesians is these believers. These believers in Ephesus, exactly. And so that's a good good example now what's so so powerful because you like the scriptures are not even clear about who introduced them to the lord at first yeah so they you know they got the scriptures got baptized in the baptism of repentance and was like we just need to follow god yeah Yeah, they just needed a little bit more doctrine they need some more exactly they needed a little bit more than god sends paul that way so praise god for that so we we do appreciate you guys and ladies for listening um we we hope that this was edifying for you so we're just going to keep building upon this because I believe that that the the Lord wants to use these pieces to a, a, you know assemble a very clear picture for us. He really wants to assemble a very clear picture, and we need to see ourselves as a part of that picture, not apart from it. We are a part of that picture that that He is um, assembling. So we do thank you guys for listening. Um, we're we're, we're going to continue in this vein as as always. If you have any questions, comments about what we're sharing. Please feel free to jump on the Facebook group and reach out to us. Um, we do have a website again. It's divemedia.co. That's divemedia.co. Because we're cool. We're cool like that. 
Anyhow, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, for Ragu, this is Amadi saying bye bye. Live the institution, now that's some real talk. Live right the execution, now that's some real walk. Stay cool, cause outside my dude is real hot. Got bodies outlined out here in real chalk. I left an institution, now that's some real talk. Live right the execution, now that's some real walk. Stay cool, cause outside my dude is real hot. Got bodies outlined out here in real chalk. I left the institution, real talk Living right, the execution, real walk I Stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot outside I get your body outlined and chalk I left the institution, real talk Living right, the execution, real walk I Stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot outside I get your body outlined and chalk Stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot outside. Stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot. Stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot outside. And get your body outlined and chalk.